Good day, everyone. You're listening to AP Lit Myself on Fire, and we are Jasmine M. Paul, Lexi Kemp's Demi Adioti, and Lynn Victor. Today, we will be talking about a short story by Andre Dupas called Killings. Ooh, sounds chilling. I'm already getting goosebumps from hearing that. <laughs> In Killings. Matt and Ruth Fowler struggle to come to terms with the murder of their son, Frank. 21-year-old Frank began dating Mary Ann Strout, the ex-wife of Richard Strout. Richard became increasingly violent and threatening after seeing Frank and Mary Ann together. In his rage, he killed Frank and his family's wealth allowed him to walk free on bail while awaiting trial. Richard's continued presence in town torments Matt and Ruth, causing Matt and his friend, Willis, to kidnap Richard, kill him, and make it seem as though Richard skipped bail. After disposing of the body, Matt returns home to find Ruth waiting for him, and he explains everything he did that day. Take it away, Lexi. Hi, I'm Lexi Kemps and I interviewed Matt Fowler in Killings. Let's start off with the point of view. Killings was told in a third-person omniscient point of view in relation to Matt. Third-person omniscient point of view is when the narrator takes on an all-knowing point of view where they're able to tell the audience what characters are thinking and it gives the story a whole different perspective. The narrator in Killings knows all of Matt's thoughts, making it omniscient. Matt worked with the narrator to share his thoughts throughout all the events, giving the audience a better understanding of the reasoning behind his actions and how situations really made him feel. Matt explained that the author did this to create sympathy for him, although he killed Shroud. The narrator described how Matt would replay events with Frank and Marianne in his head often, and how Matt would also visualize when Frank was murdered by Shroud, which is just heartbreaking to hear. The audience, knowing how much Frank's death and Stroud being released on bail has impacted Matt and Ruth, are bound to pity them and understand why Matt had to get revenge. Without this point of view, the audience would not pity Matt nearly as much. And now on to themes. The main themes present in Killings are family bonds and revenge. Matt explained in our interview how deeply he cares for his family and how he would do anything for them. And I mean anything. He takes pride in being a father to Frank and always looks out for him, making sure he's safe. Throughout Frank's life, Matt always tried to protect him from any harm, such as falling out of a tree. Matt explained to me that he would be ready, waiting for Frank to fall, and then would catch him, keeping him safe. When Frank was killed by Strout, this completely changed Matt because Matt felt that he had failed as a father. As Matt makes his choice to value family bonds over the law, he commits an extreme act of revenge. Matt knew how much seeing Strout around town affected him, and especially Ruth. Matt said that he could never let a man like Strout, the man who murdered his innocent son, walk the same streets as him. Other characters, such as Willis and Strout, also display the struggle between family loyalty versus the law. Willis chooses to lie to his own wife to assist Matt in a murder, even though he didn't need to get revenge on Strout. 
Willis thinks of Matt as family and chose to help him with the plan instead of thinking of any repercussions that would affect his wife if the two were caught. Strout murders Frank in revenge for stealing Marianne away from him, even though it was her choice to leave him. He believed that Frank did this on purpose, and Marianne was still his. Strout then resorted to the most extreme version of revenge and killed Frank. Strout values his family bonds, but he also doesn't. He wants Marianne and his children, yet would sleep with other women and treat Marianne so poorly while they were together. On top of that, I don't even think that Strout even thought about how killing Frank in front of his kids would emotionally scar them for the rest of their life, along with their dad being in jail for killing someone. Well, until Matt killed him. Not only his kids would be emotionally scarred, Mary Ann would have a lot of issues stem from these events. Strout decided to take revenge out of anger and did not think about anyone else besides himself and what he wanted done. Matt Fowler exemplifies these themes throughout the story because of his complex character. Matt goes from a great husband and father to a cold-blooded killer. Matt just couldn't cope through the death of his son, and he believed that the only way to get justice for Frank was to kill Strout. When Matt started to think about getting revenge on Strout, the entire tone of the story changed. Matt's thoughts and actions became more serious and violent, changing the story from feeling sad to becoming more suspenseful and worrying because no one knew what Matt was going to do next. Richard Strout was first presented to us as a high school bully stereotype, the one who always fought other kids and was the high school star quarterback. He dropped out of college on a scholarship before he could be kicked out because of his grades. Upon coming home, he didn't take over his father's business that was practically handed over to him, showing that he is quite hard-headed. His character also evokes some pity because he went from having it all set playing football in college to a bartender in his hometown not even a year later. Strout is also characterized as heartless and prone to a quick temper because of his violent actions against Frank and others. A new part of Strout is revealed when Matt goes to his house on the night he is murdered. His home is described as neat, clean, organized, somewhat empty, and he even has pictures of Marianne and his kids. The audience then questions, is Strout killed Frank in a fit of rage that was taken too far? Killings takes place in a blue-collar town in Massachusetts by the beach that is high in tourism during the summer months. The author uses lots of details and imagery to help the audience picture where everything is. Matt noted that his favorite part of the setting is when he had Strout driving to his house while he was in the passenger seat. The author described the town as once lively and filled with people, was now desolate, and there were no people to be seen. All the places that had been filled with summer tourists were now closed, dark, and empty. Matt described how the waves were breaking against the sea wall and how he could see the white of the foam from the waves crashing when he went over the bridge. Altogether, it was dark and gloomy out, setting the tone for what was going to happen next, which raised the suspense in the story. Another important setting in Killings was where Strout was killed. In the New Hampshire woods, in the middle of the night, Strout was shot and killed. 
They had driven on a tan dirt path up to a gravel pit where they moved Stroud's lifeless body after shooting him. They then filled up the pit and covered it with branches and other greenery in the woods. The woods were silent, reflecting the feelings of Matt and Willis while burying Strout. They both were still processing what has just happened and had no words to speak to each other. Thank you for joining me on this interview with Matt Fowler. And hey guys, now, I'm Demi. So, the person I'm about to talk about is just a rush of bad decisions. <laughs> I understand his feelings though. So I hope me going over my interview with him a while ago will clear up his reasoning, even just a bit. Okay, so the person I interviewed was Frank, the catalyst for Matt's actions in the story Killings. Frank was killed by Richard, and it was his love for Mary Ann that led him to lose his young life. After interviewing him, this is what I found out about his thoughts on his decisions. Ad Axum. Why didn't you heed the words of your parents, warning you about the danger of being with Marianne? He had answered that he felt in his heart that Marianne was the one he loved, so he refused to leave her alone, despite knowing Richard's ties with her. He knew of the rumors and the negative thoughts attached to her. However, he didn't care because he knew that their love was true. I then asked, did you ever feel that Mary Ann wouldn't be faithful to you? Her marriage ended quickly and was filled with affairs. He answered that they had a connection despite her going through divorce papers and having high tensions between her and her ex-husband. He said the thought of her cheating never crossed his mind because anytime they met, he felt that they were only in love with each other. Isn't that so sweet? My next question though was a little tough for him to answer. Do you feel bad about what your parents had to go through after your death? After a while had passed, Frank finally answered that he loved his parents and so didn't mean to hurt them. But it didn't feel right to leave the woman that he loved alone to deal with the grief of divorce. He said that if he could go back and apologize to them, he would. Lastly, I asked him, do you feel bad over Richard Stroud's death? He answered that he never liked the man in the first place and saw that Mary Ann would have been much better off with him instead. However, he saw his father's pain after killing Richard and would have preferred if the revenge never happened because of that. I thanked Frank for his honesty in his answers then. However, now I have to criticize his decisions because of how it resulted in him dying. You see, usually death isn't part of the papers when falling in love with someone for the first time. I have to say, Frank was naive to pine after Marianne so early after her split with Richard. After getting beat up so badly by him that he had to go to the hospital, he still chased her around and stayed with her children. Knowing about Richard's violent nature should have been enough for him to understand that now, probably wasn't not the time to attempt to, to court her. She was especially known for being promiscuous at the time. And since, she, since he had only known her for such a short time, he most likely should not have pledged his allegiance and all of his free time to her. His downfall was caused by his rush into love. Although that doesn't clear Richard a fault, R Richard is a murderer after all. 
Overall though, Frank was not unlike many young adults experiencing a true first love, but his way of handling it led to a lot of grief for his family. His actions drove his father, Matt, to depression and murder. His mother grew apathetic. Marianne was left brokenhearted and Richard Stroud lost his life. If handled properly, he could have kept his life as well as Marianne. When in the car with Matt, having a talk about Marianne and his life choices, as well as his interview, Frank attested that his love was so fiery that cooling off and thinking rationally was hard for him to do. I empathize with his feelings and I know it's hard to know when you're doing something wrong unless you're looking back. I know that from experience. Frank was only 23, so it's a shame that he died so quickly. However, that was the reality his family had to deal with and what ultimately catapulted the story. If by some circumstances he lived in a different timeline, I feel that he would have become much smarter in love, whether he stayed with Marianne or not. This is who the character Frank is. My friends would take over the next person. Thank you, Frank, again for allowing me to interview you for our podcast. And now let's go on to the next one. Hello, everyone. My name is Lynn, and I will be discussing my interview with Willis Trottier in the author's writing style. To start off, Willis's and Matt's friendship is a definition of loyalty because who else do we know is willing to help plan a murder with no question asked? Yeah, that's what I thought. But in our present time, Willis is seen as Matt's ride or die, as someone said. In our interview, when I asked Willis why he helped Matt with the killing of Richard, he said, well, it was a no-brainer for me. Seeing Richard walk away as a free man after murdering the son of my best friend hurt me more than I realized. I thought this could have been one of my kids. So if the police weren't going to do anything, we were going to do with it. At this point, I could really empathize with Willis because this is something we relate with all too well every day in America. But that's a talk for another day. Now, Willis and Matt planned the murder perfectly in their eyes and they were willing to take the consequences of it if they got caught. I asked Willis if it was worth it. If knowing that you helped kill a man, innocent or not, was it worth it? He responded with, honestly, it wasn't. I say this because me and Matt also lost a part of ourselves after what happened. Sure, we wouldn't have to worry about seeing Richard physically anymore, but killing him didn't kill the thoughts we would have about him every day in our heads. We have to live with knowing we committed the same action, the same crime of someone we hated and that we're no better. This is where I started to realize that revenge is truly a lose-lose situation. In order for Matt to get justice for his murder son, he would have to risk his own soul and break the law to do so. But to what extent? Killing Richard didn't ease the pain of losing Frank. It honestly made the situation worse because now we see that taking the life of someone else doesn't magically fix everything that's wrong. Willis and Matt learned that when they didn't feel any ounce of happiness after killing Richard. The only thing that can help someone heal and grieve is time and acceptance of what happened. Overall, the interview with Willis was enlightening because it taught me that revenge isn't what we think it is. It doesn't change the reality of what happened or make you feel better. 
Well, that is unless you're Ted Bundy and a psychopath, but anyways. Now let's talk about how the author, Andre Dubose, really used imagery in shocking detail to describe the step-by-step kidnapping and killing of Richard. Andre wasted no time in describing the thoughts of Matt while he was planning the kill of Richard and how Matt felt before and after. We really got to experience what was going on in Matt's head. The author also writes everything in a style that is straight to the point with no unexpected plot twist, which was honestly unexpected. What also wasn't expected was the way the author wrote in the violent acts of the story. For example, one minute we were talking about how Matt wishes he could comfort Marianne about Frank's death, and the next sentence was about how Richard shot Frank in front of his children. In my opinion, it was very unexpected on how fast things took a turn. The author author also writes the story in an omniscient point of view of Matt, like Lexi said earlier, so we could feel sympathy for Matt and not Richard. The author does this on purpose to show how society can pick and choose who is a real murderer in their eyes, even though both Richard and Matt committed similar, similar, if not the same crime. The author puts the readers in an interesting spot as we question if revenge is a better alternative than forgiveness. The author highlights how irrational a seemingly ordinary man or woman can be after the death of their loved ones. I truly believe that the author wrote this story so we can see how violent we can become if we let anger and sadness blind us and affect our actions. How we deal with these emotions really do affect not only us, but the people around us. Because it not only killing Richard affected Matt, but it also affected Willis and it also affected Mary Ann. What we should take away from the story killings is that revenge really is not the answer. We should try to forgive first so we can be at peace with ourselves because once we live our lives for revenge, are we still really living our lives or are we just living the life of revenge and anger? Anyways, enough of this deep talk. All right. Let's move on it's to Jasmine. Jasmine again. I interviewed Ruth Bauer, wife of Matt Fowler. Ruth Fowler was tormented by Richard Strout's presence, even though he killed her son, Frank. Richard was allowed to roam free. Everywhere Ruth went, she saw him. She could not sleep well and cried so much because of this. When Frank started seeing Mary Ann Strout, her husband, who she was divorcing, grew angry and jealous. When Frank came home with bruises, Ruth immediately knew it was Mary Ann's soon-to-be ex-husband who inflicted those wounds on him. Ruth did not like Frank dating Mary Ann. She was in the process of a divorce and had two sons and was four years older than Frank. Ruth had heard that Mary Ann's marriage had gone bad early, and she mostly played around with Richard during that time. This upset Ruth. Her son really liked Mary Ann, but the situation 
and the timing was unideal. After finding out that Frank had been shot and killed by Richard, Ruth broke. As a mother, having your child taken away from you just like that in the blink of an eye is enough to make your heart shatter. It makes matters worse when you have to deal with the pain of that person who took your child away walking freely. Ruth suffered knowing that the person who killed her son was still alive. Even if he was going to jail, that still was not enough for her. Frank was gone. Nothing could fix that. He could not be brought back. One night, when Matt left to go to a friend's place, Ruth knew what was going to happen. She knew her husband had taken his gun with him and was about to do something so daring, something that could cost him his life. But she did not stop him. No, she waited instead. She waited for him to return home because she knew that if anyone could do it, it was him and she trusted him. When he returned home that night, Ruth was waiting for him. She knew when she saw him that it had been done. She knew that Matt Fowler had gotten revenge and killed Richard Strout. She asked him out about it and he told her everything. How he killed Richard, how the whole thing went down. Now, Ruth could be at ease. She did not have to see Richard's face anymore. That was enough. Phew. Wasn't that something? The story killings is quite intense. There were not one, but two killings. Get it? Because the story title is killings and there were, you know, more than there's more than one killing. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, it gets you thinking and puts you on suspense. It makes you wonder who to side with. Who is in the right? Who is in the wrong? Richard Strout did kill Frank Fowler, but does that justify Matt killing Richard afterward? Is vengeance justified? All of Matt's pent up feelings and emotions had bursted out along with the bullet that had discharged from his gun. 
Being a parent is difficult, but having your child taken away from you is grueling. I sympathize with Matt, but no matter how I look at it, vengeance is unjustified. You may feel better, but vengeance is never the answer. What makes a person stronger is coming to terms with that event, with that burden, and forgiving how that person's actions affected you. It hurts, but you become a stronger and better person afterward. Vengeance does not bring back the dead. It only causes more death and brings suffering to the families and those closest to that person. Many more suffer and hurt because of vengeance. It's a terrible cycle and no one benefits from it. Ah, wow. (laughs) Ah, I just got so deep and philosophical there. Well, anyway, we hope you enjoyed our segment today. Let's give it up for Lexi Kemp's, Demi Adioti, and Lynn Victor. Stay tuned for more on AP Lit Myself on Fire. Thank you.